Welcome to Your Life, Your Purpose, a show dedicated to helping you live with greater power and purpose in your life by taking action. Action. Now, your host, a man who needs no introduction, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to this week's installment of Your Life, Your Purpose. As always, this is your host, Brandon Allen, and I am excited to bring you another fantastic business podcast this week. So let's talk a little bit about systems and processes. Who wants to talk about systems and processes right now? But uh, in all seriousness around systems and processes, one of the biggest things that I deal with, and, and I don't care if you're a business owner a manager, an employee, a stay-at-home mom, regardless of who you are. What I'm about to talk about today applies to you. If you are someone who feels like you're constantly putting out fires, and look, I've got business owners who are just going crazy every day because they feel like all they're doing is running from problem to problem. Okay, so let's talk about that. I mean, There are some business owners that I work with, though, that don't have that problem. So what is the difference between a business owner who is putting out fires and running from fire to fire all day and and not really being proactive and creative versus a business owner who is in control, has planning done, and gets to create and and, and be proactive versus reactive in their business, okay? Because there is... Uh, you know, there, there is some who, who are reactionary and some who are proactive. So, um, so let's talk about that. And there, there's a lot of different reasons that we can talk about, but this really comes down to systems and processes. Like I said at the beginning, what kind of systems and processes do you have in your business? And when you're constantly putting out fires, that's a business right there that has very few systems and processes or if they do have systems and processes, they probably aren't following those systems and processes uh, like they should be, or they're not being enforced. So, so what should we do about that? If if you're a business owner and this and this resonates with you, or if you're an employer, a stay at home, I don't, whoever you are, if this if this re, if this resonates with you a, a little bit, then then I want you to 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 lend me your ear here and, and let's talk through this situation. And and one of the primary things that I think is important with regards to business is, and this is why I teach business owners to manage by objectives. Now, uh, management by objectives is a system, and no system is perfect. I've never, I have yet to find an ideal system. But what I like about managing by objectives is it creates priorities for a business, and businesses need to have priorities. People need to have priorities because here's the rub. If everything is important in your business or in your life, nothing is important. If everything's important, nothing's important. Because how do you prioritize everything? You can't. You can't possibly prioritize everything in your business or everything in your life. So what managing by objectives does is allows us to create some real clear-cut objectives. And look, I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a manager, if you're an employee – Sit down and create some objectives for yourself. And and by creating those objectives, no more than five, 
This allows you now the space to, to identify what are the top five. Now, if you're an employee, I would definitely take those to your boss and say, hey, I created some objectives for myself. What do you think about these? Because if they're not, if they're not in alignment with what your boss wants, uh, that may become a little problematic. Now, and it may not, but uh, I would definitely have that conversation with my boss. But, um, you know, from, from a management by objective standpoint, creating those five objectives allows you to say, look, we're going to do five things, and we're going to nail these five things. And when we nail these five things, this is going to make everything else that we do better. And we're going to have the type of success this year that we want to have. And this is something that you can share with your team. And and and, and so that's that's really the first thing that, that I want to look at. If, if I see a business that's constantly putting out fires, that's a business that doesn't have their priorities straight, and they probably don't have objectives. And, and if they do have objectives, they're not focusing on those objectives. They're just continuing to focus on every little thing that needs to happen and every little thing that needs to get done. But I put my objectives first and foremost so that I know what I'm supposed to be doing and my team knows what I'm supposed to be doing. Now, Along with that, becomes there becomes a delegation issue. And, and what is your system of delegation? Are you someone who is delegating properly? And by delegating properly, I'm talking about giving your team the proper amount of information and giving them the tools for them to get their job done when you delegate. Because a lot of times we delegate, but we're not delegating. We're really relegating. We're just we're offloading tasks to people. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. This needs to be done. Can you have this done by Thursday? Can you do this? Can you do that? You know, in passing, we're just giving people things to do. And we're keeping people busy when we're doing that, but we're not making them productive. And what we're doing when we relegate is we literally hamstring people's ability to think. Because they have, they're, they're, they're so used to you telling them what to do all the time that if you ever left them to their own devices, they would just sit there like, I don't even know what to do. No one's telling me what to do. I have no idea what to do next. And we get frustrated with that then, right? As a business owner, then we get frustrated because we're like, our people are so stupid. What's wrong with them? They just sit there when I don't tell them what to do. Well, it's because you always tell them what to do is why they sit there. We create behaviors, right? So, so look at that system. What is your system of delegation? in your business and and how can you delegate better how can you delegate more effectively and 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 effective delegation is about really setting the right parameters for your team here's how much you can spend here's how much time i think it will take but what do you think right i want to get buy in from my team remember i talked about this recently on a podcast if you want to get people to buy in you have to sell well part of that sales process is i want to make sure that we're on the same page right hey uh, i think this this needs to be done in 2 weeks can it be done it can't. Okay, why not? What do we need to do or change or offload from your plate so that this can be done in two weeks? Or if I'm okay with three weeks, and that's when you're saying it can be done, okay, fine. Three weeks it is. Um, but having this conversation is so important. I'm amazed at how often someone delegates and they don't have that conversation with people. Can you do this? Yes or no? I want to know right now. Tell me if you can do it. Okay. But and, and based on their response, we'll we'll base we'll we'll kind of create the the scenario with which we operate with that. But look, if you, if you tell me you can get it done and then you don't, then we're going to have a conversation about that as well. Okay, and 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 again, that's a teaching and learning process for people to look. Don't just tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what the reality of the situation is. Okay, but that's also a trained and learned behavior. Um, we train people to tell us what we want to hear. Right. Um, we, tr- we can train people to also be honest 
and not kill them for being honest, right? Hey, be honest with me. Can you get this done? No, you're fired, right? I mean, I've, that, that scenario sounds absurd, but, you know, that's, that's how trust erodes in a business. So, um, you know, they have to be able to share authentically why they can't get something done. So take a look at these systems and processes. And if, if you have some priorities, that's important. And if you're delegating effectively, that's important, okay? But the other thing is, is there's a lot of little systems and processes in a business that you just need to have written down and standardized so that everyone knows how things get done or they have access to the resource for getting those done. So a lot of times business owners fall into and managers and, and look, we all fall into this. And it kind of reminds me of the scenario of, uh, you know, you hear about those people who only date uh, who only date projects or people that they need to fix. They like to, they like to date a good train wreck because they like to save them. Uh, you know, I happen to know one of those people. It's my wife. I mean, because that's the only reason uh, why I can think that, uh, that she would have even wanted to date me. She just said, that's a project. I need to get involved and try to help him uh, fix his life, right? So in all seriousness, though, uh, the same thing can be said for managers in that hero syndrome. And, and as managers and leaders and, and people in our lives, we want to feel needed. We want to feel like people need us. But the, the, the flip side to that is really good managers aren't needed. They're not necessary. So I know I'm doing my job as a leader and a manager when people don't need me. And we get really confused by this because we want people to rely on us and we want to be the hero that, oh, you've got a problem, dun da da dun I'm going, to st- I'm going to step in and save the day. I'm a hero. Look what I just did. I saved, the pr- I saved my business, you know, right at the nick of time. It was on the brink of failure and I, you know, I pulled it off the cliff. But that's not, that kind of business and, and that kind of management is exhausting. It's exhausting to have to come in and do that. And eventually what happens to a business owner is they resent it. They resent the fact that they always have to solve people's problems. They resent the fact that people can't think for themselves. They resent the fact that people aren't proactive. All these different things. But this is a culture that we create in our business. And, and culture is, you know, uh, I read a great quote, and it was in uh, an Inc. article that, that I had gotten sent to me um, that talked about, you know, culture is about what happens when you're not there. Right. And, and that's so important. You know, if, if you know, we always worry as business owners or managers, what's going to happen to my team if I leave? If I'm away, are people going to execute? Well, that's the expectation and the culture that you create that allows that to happen. But it, a lot of times what we do is we we create a scenario or we create a situation where we're just necessary. We're, we're a necessary piece to everything. People always have to run decisions by us. They always have to ask us if they can buy toilet paper and all those different things. And it's like, oh, my gosh, just create a system. Create a system for how things are ordered. If people have to order inventory, create a scenario and a system that triggers when this happens. Hey, when we get down to X amount of inventory and, you know, and, the, and the financials look like this, check with accounting as long as we're good there, then you can move forward with an order or whatever your process looks like. Just have a process that people can follow that doesn't require your input. I want to have as little input in their job as possible so I can worry about doing my own. Okay, and that's what's important. There's things that you bring to the table as a business owner or a manager that are way more effective and, and are a way better use of your time and talent than worrying about all these little decisions that need to be made in your business. If you're making a lot of little decisions in your business, you're structuring your business in the wrong way. You do not have enough systems and processes in place to really help you move forward with that. So think about what that looks like 
in your business from a process standpoint? What are what are those little systems and processes that need to happen? Now, one of the last things that I want to talk about today with regards to systems and processes and putting out fires is creating rhythms in your business. And I, I love the concept of rhythms and, and having times that things just happen. And, you know, for instance, I have a workshop schedule. I do four workshops a year, and I set those workshops up in the fourth quarter of the year prior because I know that if I get those on the calendar, they're going to happen. I used to do a monthly teleseminar series. That monthly teleseminar series went really well when I scheduled them out ahead of time and just said, look, at the third Thursday of every month, I'm going to do this teleseminar. But when I stopped scheduling them out, guess what started happening? It started becoming more and more difficult to get those things done. So, look, team meetings should be a rhythm. We have a rhythm of when we meet. And and some people say, look, don't have recurring meetings and rhythms. I think that's absolutely false. Look, if you're always having to react, that's a reaction thing. Like, hey, we need to have a meeting. Let's get the guys together. Well, look, if people haven't created or carved out the time and space already and you have a large team, how hard is that to get people together and really do that? It becomes challenging. Um, If you have a really small team, it's probably not as big of a deal. But if you have a larger team, that's really challenging. So I want to create that expectation right up front. I want to create expectations for when we do retreats, when we talk about objectives, when I do employee reviews, when I do employee training. All those things are on a rhythm, right? This podcast recording gets done more effectively when I'm on a rhythm. When I stop doing a rhythm with my podcast recordings, what happened like in 2010, I think I didn't record a podcast for eight months. That's, That's pathetic. But it's because I don't have rhythms. Now that I started instituting rhythms again, if you look at 2011, way more busy than 2010, and 2012 is looking even better. So this is something that's important. If you, you need to create rhythms in your business for when things happen. When I look at my financials, when I review my stats, when I work on my business, all those things are rhythms and you're being now proactive because you've created the time and space to do these things. And, and this is huge. Look, if you're someone who's reactionary and always putting out fires, it's an absolute nightmare. It's so stressful. And look, when you have stress, you're always, you're never present in the moment when you're putting out fires. You may be working with a client, but you're thinking about something else that's not getting done. You may be talking to your spouse, but you're worried about work. All these different things happen that create a situation where we're not present in the moment. And when we're not present, we're not our best. And when we're not our best, we're not creating the kind of value that we can create in the marketplace. And obviously, you're short. You're shorting yourself the opportunity to really create value at the highest level. So this is important. I know some people who are listening to this aren't structured. They don't. They're you know like Brandon. I don't work that way. I don't. I don't. I don't do well with being put in a box. But look, there's freedom in structure. There's absolute freedom in it if you give it a chance. If you if you put your best forward and and really put that structure in there. When I have the structure, it allows me to be creative. And the best analogy I can give for this is is my time as a jazz musician. I played I played the saxophone, the alto saxophone, for about twelve years. I played through college, um, at least for uh, a good part of college. I didn't play the whole way through college. Uh, when I decided that I didn't want to teach music as a profession for some reason. Um, But, you know, in jazz, you have structure, right? You have chords, you have progressions, you have a rhythm, you have the beat, you have these things that you work within, but 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 you have the freedom to do certain things within that structure, but there's always structure. It's not all free form, okay? 
a piano player's playing some chords, the bass player's playing some chords, the drummer's laying down a rhythm and a time, you know, the, the bass player maybe just walking that rhythm a little bit so you can kind of get it down. And I've got that structure that I'm playing in. And and, and jazz is, you know, it, jazz and all art, all art has some sort of structure behind it to make it work. Um, and so, you know, whatever your structure, sometimes you create your own structure, which is, which is when you really take your art to the highest level. But, but think about that. I mean, when I played as a musician, especially as a jazz musician, where improvisation and those types of things, uh, were so essential to the, to the art, um, there was some structure in that, but you have freedom to do those things within the structure. Think about your business as art. It's a piece of art, but I've got some structure in that. And then I'm going to figure out how to work within that structure and really create my art at the highest possible level. And when you do that, you're nailing a business, you're less stressed, and you're growing more, which I'm sure appeals to everyone who's listening to this uh, podcast today. So I want to thank everyone for listening today. Again, you can find this podcast and other articles that I've written at buildyoursoulpurpose.com. You can take my business assessment. Um, so, so check that out. Would love to hear from you. Share this on social media. If you like it, I, I would appreciate it. Subscribe on iTunes, all that good stuff. Again, buildyoursoulpurpose.com is the website. So for your life, your purpose, this is Brandon Allen. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week.